0: Yes so this is our last day of last full day of retreat and um and so the mind tends to be thinking about uh possibly maybe maybe not um, but uh if the mind is thinking about going home and getting uh you know Really absorbed and and into planning and um, thinking about um, worrying, perhaps, or feeling uncertain as to how um, you'll bring your practice into your life. Um, just uh, notice that. Notice notice where the mind is going. Um, notice the feelings that are present. Uh, if if that's happening, um, and and then come back, come back to be present in your practice. Here, um, it's a kind of a, an integrative process to um, to recognize that there are some things that are coming up that maybe there's some discomfort around, um, some apprehension or, or some uncertainty. And and that's, you know, just uh, try to be with that. I encourage you to try to be with that, with kindness and with patience and with, uh, with wisdom, uh, discernment, you know, perhaps recognizing that, you know, Maybe you get caught up in certain patterns in certain situations and 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 realizing that you know you don't want to <laughs> uh, in the same way that this is all very good and it's part of practice. Um, and so um, you know I, I encourage you to uh, to take confidence in the practice that you've been doing this week. you know a week is a um, it's a, it's a nice stretch of time to, to settle in and really begin to see patterns and, um, and let go and to find some, some quality of settledness and collectedness and, uh, and peace and perhaps joy, uh, equanimity, um, so give attention to those qualities as they're arising. And, uh, and yeah, so actually what I'd like to talk about today in, in the instruction is, is um, right effort. Uh, so this is right effort um, in our meditation practice and it's also in living our practice in our daily lives. So in the Eightfold Path, um, there are three factors. Uh, that are talked about the, the eight, um, the eight areas of practice are talked about in three groupings. And so the first one is, is the wisdom factors, the second are the ethical factors, and then the third are the meditation factors. And right effort is found in, in those, uh, meditation factors along with mindfulness and concentration. Um, and, and right effort, uh, simply put, it's usually defined uh, or described as the um, preventing unwholesome states and thoughts from arising before they arise. Uh, and then and then the second part of of that is. And when unwholesome or unskillful thoughts, uh states do arise, um to relinquish them, to to let them go. And then the third part is um to, to bring forward or call forward uh wholesome uh and skillful qualities. Of heart and mind that are not yet present and for those who for those that are already present to cultivate them and develop them so just to talk about that for a few minutes um, so how do we prevent unwholesome thoughts and states from arising well one thing we can do is to not to put ourselves in situations where we know they will arise or they have arisen in the in the past. Um, So I used to I used to work with young people um, in university. I was a chaplain at Concordia University in Montreal for 22 years and um, and that was, you know, people who began to practice meditation or follow a spiritual path. Uh, that was a lot of how their lives changed, that they realized that um, in certain contexts, going to bars, drinking a lot, whatever, uh, it's uh, that they're, they were acting in ways that they actually really didn't want to uh, continue. And it was a process because, you know, friendships and relationships are formed around those kinds of activities. And, um, it, it could, it could mean big changes in their lives. And I think <clears throat> so. We're not at that stage. And I don't think any of us. Um, but, um, but still, you know, we do make choices about, about what we do, how we engage and recognizing that. Um, you know, if we, if we engage in certain things or, um, uh, if we turn our minds in certain ways that we're going to go down a spiral downwards into, um, or we habitually have done that in the past. And so, and so we can just, you know, direct the mind away from that, um, before, even before we get caught, we can just say, you know no i'm I'm not going there. Uh, I know that's that's a dead end. that's just um, that's just more suffering, you know, whether it's anger or or longing or um, or self- judgment or whatever it is um, and this is this is uh not to say that you know we need to avoid looking at um what causes us pain i'm not contradicting the teachings that i've been giving all week that we to turn toward what is painful but sometimes we we have done that and we and we know that um you know Insight has been gained, and relinquishment has happened, and um, and and we feel that it's there's just uh, it's just a habit of mind that we keep going there because we do have neural pathways in the brain that keep us, you know, going again and again and again to places uh, of suffering, and so so just. Gently saying, you know, come back. And, 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 and one of the ways that we do this is the development of collectedness of mind. So when we sit down to meditation and we gather the attention around the breath, we gather the attention around the, bo- in the body and, uh, and, and develop that quality of being present. So a loving presence in the body, uh, this quality of attention, um, infusing the body with awareness, this embodied awareness uh, that we've been practicing. This does, uh, the word is used, the mind is in seclusion. It helps the mind to seclude itself from going all down all those habitual uh, old stories of unskillful paths that cause suffering. And then those that do arise to relinquish them, um, the unskillful, unwholesome, painful um, habits of thought, to let them go. And so again, um, it's we the way that we let them go is to become aware of them and and turn toward them and recognize. They're, um, they're unskillful, they're suffering, causing character, the dukkha character, and, and let them go. Um, uh, see, see how that, that thought, that, that story, that, that image, uh, that we keep going back to, uh, is creating suffering in our being, and and when we recognize dukkha, you know, we basically want to have a quality of well being and happiness and peace, and so so there's a natural, just letting go. Oh, this isn't good for me. This is um, this is harmful. This is painful. So much, much can be said about these. Practices. These are kind of summary statements. Um, so, someone asked a question about, you know, how do I see arising and passing away? And so, and so, the seeing of arising and passing away is is in the seeing of in turning towards thoughts without identifying, recognizing this. Is, this some of you have heard of this acronym RAIN, which um, was uh, coined by Michelle McDonald and, um, uh, and is a very helpful uh, tool um, to recognize an unskillful state, to accept it. And it's there. So not to slam the door on it, not to, not to push it away or reject it. But there it is there's jealousy, there's uh, judgment there's self judgment um, there's um, greed uh, so so recognizing and accepting there it is and and then investigating um, what's the nature of this and investigating particularly happens in the body to what's the What's the energetic quality of greed? What's the energetic quality uh, of jealousy? Where do I feel it? How where how does it inhabit the body? And giving that space, not not forming a story about it, not identifying with it, which is the fourth um piece. They all kind of work together. It's not a linear process. We're, the not identifying helps with the investigation because what we're identified with, it's very hard to look at because we're in it. Um, so, so investigating it gives it space. We're not holding it. We're not clinging to it. We're not making a self out of it. And, and so oh, uh, there it is. And as I, as I hold it with that quality of space, acceptance, acceptance is a kind of expression of kindness, um, kindness toward myself, kindness toward what's arising, uh, then we can see it passing through. We see it arise, we see how it manifests, we see how it passes on. And, and gaining confidence in the impermanent nature of um, unskillful states of mind is very helpful. Um, th- and it's, it's slightly different from wanting, you know, wanting to get rid of it is one thing, but meeting it, meeting it, uh, with our attention, with kindness and non identification gives it the, um, the space to move through us, uh, rather than. You know, we're not fueling it. We're not holding it. We're not making a story out of it, and we're not making a self out of it. So, um, so that's the first part of right effort is is to um, to draw our attention. You know, u- using skillful attention, but gradually turning our attention our engagement away from unskillful patterns and habits of mind that we may have developed over the course of a lifetime. And then the second part of right effort is to develop those skillful, wholesome qualities of heart and mind that are not present. And, and for those that are, to develop them and and make them even stronger so so those that are not present you know the Dharma teachings help us to remember that um, if when we're you know encountering a person or an experience and judgment or um some kind of aversion, or um, or some kind of grasping, arises. Um, that we can bring in skillful qualities to, um, you know, to to uh, be the medicine. For that particular mind state. So, so maybe there, maybe compassion is absent, but if we remember compassion, if we remember, uh, meta, loving friendship, um, we can call those forward and we can say, um, uh, we can, you know, be with that experience, that person, um, or perhaps the person is ourselves in a new way. Uh, so, so, calling forth, um, calling forth ethical conduct. If we, you know, perhaps um, have uh, acted in 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 some way, um, <clears throat> you know, maybe uh, working in o- in an office, and we're just uh, kind of taking home supplies, uh, you know that oh, well, you know it's it's there. The paper's there. the pencils are there, whatever. Uh, and uh, and then, you know, recognizing at some point, well, it actually wasn't given to me unless I'm working doing work at home to use for my personal purposes, or so not taking what's not offered. Um, yeah, so so just developing those ethical precepts are very uh, helpful to To help us, they, you know, at the end of the recitation of the precepts, there's a statement of uh, "I rejoice." And these ethical precepts, uh, following them, cultivating non-harming in our lives, does bring joy. Um, this quality of, you know, I'm I'm living with a, this quality of ahimsa, non-harming, to the best of my ability. Of course, we. We do unintentionally, just by walking on the ground. You know we uh, we're we're causing harm uh, to life forms. Um, but this is not that kind of teaching. There is teaching called Jainism that is not Buddhism. it's that's it's not what we're practicing. We're living, but without intentionally causing harm. Um, and then those beautiful, wholesome, skillful qualities that are uh, and this is this is actually a really important point, when they do arise, it's important to give them attention. So when clarity does arise, uh to notice it when when peace, when joy, when love, when compassion arise in our being to notice it. And and the saying is, where the attention goes, the energy flows. And so giving attention to these qualities of heart, which are skillful, which are are, um, life-enhancing for ourselves and for others, and which lead to more freedom— um, more awakening in our lives, um, to give attention to these is very, very important. Not in a way which grasps them, you know. You could say, you know, oh, you know, that was the best sitting, and then we expect every other sitting to be like that, right? Uh, or that's the way it should be. It's always supposed to be like that. You know, the, the 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 clarity, the calmness, the concentration or collectedness of mind Comes from the conditions that we are have put in place over the course of this week, and and if those mind states are arising, um, you know, in a beautiful way, and and to take joy in them, um, and be nourished by them. Um, the 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 night before. The Buddha's awakening after his um, six years of extreme austerities, uh, practicing with different teachers, and then practicing on his own, uh, and and almost to the point of death, and he realized that that wasn't the way to awaken. Um, that it was the way to to die. <laughs> and um uh, and and he remembered that as a youth he had sat under a rose apple tree uh one spring morning or one late summer morning because it was a harvest festival that was going on and um uh and he had entered into a samadhi which had been a beautiful quality of mind and and being uh, samadhi is a an embodied um, collectedness, and it's uh, it's very nourishing to the heart mind because it's it's a spiritually pleasurable experience, and we begin to understand that that these qualities arise within us, and we don't need to chase. Uh, pleasurable spirit experiences uh, through the senses that, you know, are impermanent and, um, and unsatisfactory. Because they're impermanent, they don't last. So, um, yeah, the Thich han Hanh says, uh, happiness is available, help yourself. So, so that that confidence that we do have inner resources develops, and the Buddha said, maybe that's the way. Maybe that's the way. And he, so he sat under the bodhi tree, and that, and as uh, dawn broke, he he came to awakening. So, so cultivating those qualities of heart begins by noticing them. And so I encourage you to do that in your practice and in, and in your day-to-day and in your daily life, um, to notice those skillful, wholesome qualities of heart and to um, cultivate them, uh, inquire you know, oh, how if if you're in in meditation practice, just just to uh, enjoy them and to um, without clinging to them, uh, let them nourish your practice, and um, and in daily life, you know, to notice when generosity ar- arises, notice gratitude, notice compassion, notice. Um, Equanimity, equanimity, I'm going to talk about this afternoon, this quality of of having experienced in the insight of seeing the arising and passing away, that we can be more balanced and stable, that we have perspective in in how we engage in the world. So right effort on the cushion or the chair or the bench uh or standing or sitting or lying down uh or walking um, uh so these 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 four aspects not not uh uh, in, in ways that we understand, keeping unwholesome qualities from arising when they do arise, to relinquish them, to let them go, to not give them uh, attention which is identifying with them, which is feeding them, to, to uh, call forward the wholesome, skillful qualities, and to cultivate those that have already arisen. So let's sit together.